Does it not seem at times that we do not have the adequate words to describe our Lord Jesus Christ? He goes beyond our highest thoughts, our deepest words, and yes, our human understanding. The word wonderful is one of the best adjectives to use with connection to our Savior. The definition of the word wonderful is that which causes wonder, marvelous, amazing, very good, excellent, fine. In the days that the Lord Jesus was here on earth, the people marveled at his words and his authority, his power and his compassion. Mark 7.37 says, And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. They saw with their eyes, heard with their ears, and understood with their hearts the message of God for their lives. When the Lord Jesus saves us and blesses our lives, he comes into our hearts and changes us from the inside out. The Lord Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Yes, he is more wonderful, more amazing, and more miraculous than we could ever tell. Just think, the God of the universe wants to have a personal relationship with each of his children. His love, grace, and mercy go far beyond what we can comprehend. Our God is more wonderful than our hopes, more wonderful than our dreams, our plans, our experiences, our families, our friends, our resources, and all that we have. The songwriter said it so well. He is my everything. He is my all. He is my everything, both great and small. He gave his life for me, made everything new. He is my everything. Now, how about you? My dear friend, is Jesus your wonderful? Is he your everything? Is he your all? Can you truly say that he is more wonderful than anything or anyone in this world? Let us continually thank him for everything that he has given to us. Us that he would be a counselor, a mighty God and the Prince of Peace. He promised us that he would be a father and he would love us with a love that would not cease. Oh, I tried him. And I found his promises are true. He's everything he said that he would be. The finest words I know could not begin to tell. 
just how much Jesus really means to me.
The Lord Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 18, 20, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. For the child of God, there is nothing more precious and sacred than spending time thanking the Savior at the Lord's Supper every Sunday morning. As saints, we gather at his table to individually and collectively express our thanks and praise to him for all that he has done for us. In a special way, remembrance and thanksgiving come together in the blessed symbols of the bread and wine. His body was broken for you and for me on Calvary's cross, and his blood was poured out to wash away our sins. As we break the bread and pass the cup, we become one with our Savior and express our thanksgiving to him while sitting at his feet and communing with him. Our many hearts gather together as one at his table to place before him the fragrant expressions of our gratitude. Our Savior invites us to come to his table, first to remember him, to thank him, worship him and praise him for who he is and what he has done for us. He lovingly said, this do in remembrance of me. Being busy, forgetful people, we need the reminders of his love every Sunday morning. It is both a privilege and a responsibility for every believer to come to his table with the sacrifices of praise to him. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11:26, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The early Christians gathered together on Sunday, the first day of the week. And today, we continue to follow this same beautiful pattern to be one at his table.
Oh, how I love you, Jesus, because you first loved me. Amen. Let's give them a hand again. This is... Thank you, choir. You lift up our hearts. 
we thank God for songs of thanksgiving. I'm thrilled to think of the thought that I don't think there are very many countries in the world that have a Thanksgiving Day. Correct me. Are there any? Can you think of any other than the United States of America? This country we're living in? To have a day of Thanksgiving for what God has given to us. We are more than privileged. We are more than honored to be able to set a day aside to say thank you, Lord, for what you have given us. I want to talk for about 20 minutes. Something to thank the Lord about. While you're sitting in your seat this now afternoon, can you think of one thing to be thankful for? Can you? Or you say, well, well, why I'm in church today, I want to be somewhere else. Let me remind you, God have, has given you a breath of air and this life to think a little bit that if you're here, it's because he's allowed you to be here. You'd love to be somewhere else. Think with me. It's good to come and give the Lord a little thank you. The psalmist of old wanted to say to the Lord, thank you. And if you open with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 16, He wrote this and put music to them. We heard beautiful music today. Thanking the Lord for his goodness and mercies and all the gifts he's given us. First Chronicle chapter 16, verse 8 through 12, five verses. Oh, give thanks, it says, a psalm of thanksgiving. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds amongst the people. Sing to him, sing praises to him. Speak of all his wonders, glory in his holy name. Let the heart of those who seek the Lord be glad. Seek the Lord and be glad. Remember that. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Remember his wonderful deeds which he has done. I stop here. Remember his deeds which he has done. Isn't it beautiful and delightful to see 
and here. The Psalms that were written and words that were written sung by beautiful voices like the ones we've heard today. If the psalmist knew that, we're going to have choirs like this. He would have written maybe more songs and more hymns. But thank God we have many in the Bible that we can always sing and rejoice in the Lord. Shouldn't we be continually giving thanks, not during this week or on Thanksgiving Day, and call upon his name and make known his deeds amongst the people. The psalmist of old also who wrote this song says, How can I, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? And we are here this morning. And we should be every morning and every day to give thanks to the Lord. To say thank you. And the psalmist when he sang this hymn, this psalm, these five verses I read to you, there are seven, seven important ways that the psalmist gave thanks to the Lord. I'm not going to cover the seven, but the number one is, he says, sing to him, sing praises to him. The psalmist is making a general call to praise the Lord. And I call on you this morning from the bottom of your hearts, as I said, if you can think of one, one thing to thank the Lord of, say, thank you, Lord. Only one thing. And I'm sure when you start digging deep in your heart, you will find more than one thing. More. And then if you are really in the spirit of the Lord, you'll find 10 and maybe 100. And maybe more when you sit before the Lord to think, thank God for what he's given us. Yes, even, even if you have a weak throat, some of us are not gifted with beautiful voices, let's face it, or a cracked voice to sing. Sing your testimony to the Lord. Regardless whether you can carry a tune or not, Call upon his name. Say thank you, Lord, for saving your soul, for breaking your bonds, for changing your life. Christians, I ask you that one thing to think of. Did he change your life? Does he deserve a thank you? Say thank you, Lord. The psalmist says also, speak of all his wonders. It is time to lift up your voice and tell especially about the wonderful works of redemption he has done, especially in our lives. Tell how he converted and saved you. We talk about past adventures. We talk about, we talk about vacations. When we, when we describe some kind of a day we spend somewhere, we know we describe it, we describe it in such a way uh, fluently, if you will, please, and we are so thrilled to tell the people about that experience. 
How about the wonderful change that Jesus did in your life? I think this is the most important, important experience. It's better than reading all the books in the world and telling all the stories of the world and telling about your visits to Europe and going through many experiences. Oh, yes. I uh, read uh, something that um, Adrian Rogers said, a Christian with a glowing Witness is worth a library full of many arguments. Remember Adrian Rogers? He has these quotations. I read that. I said, well, I'm going I'm to throw it in your face today. <laughs> and praise God for that. A Christian with a glowing witness. And that's why we are before the Lord today to witness in songs, to witness in everything that God has given us and tell him, thank you, Lord. Be filled with thankfulness toward him. This is why someone uh, else said that which is vital should be vocal. If you have something vital in your life, vocalize it. Tell the word about it. And he says, let the heart of those who seek the Lord, what? Be glad. Be glad. Are you sitting here says, I can't believe, I, I, I can't wait till Adol finishes his message. I'm going to finish my message, but wait, please. <laughs> Rejoice. Be glad. You know, grumblers and whiners never attract anybody with their philosophy. If you sit with a grumbler and a whiner and starts talking about himself and grumbling, what do I say? I need to leave. I need to go. New Testament Christianity is a rejoicing Christianity. We're not a bunch of people who sit sad and look at each other like this and can't wait to uh, just be dismissed. No. You, we, are, we are happy people. We are happy people, and this is why we should be thankful. And you know, many people, uh, it seems that my face tells my heart. Me, I'm talking about myself. And when I am not smiling, some people, is there there anything wrong with you, Adol? This morning, this morning, Mike Susan says, Adol, you you don't look as joyful. I said, no, I'm, I'm thinking about the message. You can read me, and this is dangerous. I cannot hide anything from you. This is dangerous. But let me tell you one thing. It's good. It's good to be happy. This is Christianity. We don't carry any more loads. We are thankful. We don't have our sins and walking. We are thankful, aren't you? You have no problems that you cannot put on the Lord Jesus Christ, and he can take care of them. Otherwise, why the Bible says, casting all your cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. You can't say, I don't care. You can say, I don't care because he cares. And this is why I say Christianity is a religion of rejoicing. Joy and gladness, you know, are the foundation of our Christianity. The angel's message, when it came to Mary... What did he say? I bring you good news with great joy. 
That's Christianity. There is no other religion in the world, take it from me, that has an angel coming and says, this religion, you Buddha, you're going to be rejoicing and you're going to be happy for the rest of your life. Buddha doesn't hear anything. He doesn't have a tongue to sing. He doesn't have a well-being to tell people around. Buddha is... With all my respect, there is only one living Savior, Jesus Christ, the source of our joy. Gladness was the secret of Christianity at the very beginning. And you know what? It's contagious. When people, Christians, thankful Christians, humming Christians with song, you know, I've known Many people, and there was a guy who used to say, hi, Adel, and recite verses. I used to take a blessing, and then, and tell me hi, and he is humming a song, a hymn. There was a, a, a baseball player, a pitcher, who used to stand on the mound and hum hymns, and they call, they call him, Dean, you know his name? Oral Horshaiser. He was a Christian. He was humming it there while throwing his pitches. Whether it's a curveball or not, I'm humming. Whatever you're doing, witness to the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, sing to the Lord. Whether you say, my voice is no good, sing to the Lord. And maybe you will be singing alone to yourself. But sing to the Lord. Enjoy the Lord. Have that spirit of thanksgiving. Don't whine. Adrian Rogers said, Mike, that's for you. Adrian Rogers said, you Christian, don't whine, shine for Jesus. Seek the Lord and his strength. We don't have strength in ourselves. That's what the Bible says here. We don't have it. We have it through him. He is the source of life. From him comes Joy, strength, witnessing, and singing, and speaking, and glorifying. In, in, uh, if you have your Bibles, if you want to open them, you're welcome to open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 19 and 20. And listen to what it says. Ephesians chapter 5. He's addressing Christians like you and me. He says, speaking to one another in psalms and then and hymns. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. Isn't that beautiful? This is a commandment that we should Show the world what a happy Christian is, not grumblers. Not, oh, well, hey, uh, you know, I, I am living for Christ. If you're living for Christ, you should be rejoicing because the life he's given you and where he saved us from and what he did for us on the cross of Calvary deserve from us a big thank you. Let's continue that. Verse 20, always giving thanks for all things in the name of the Lord Jesus, our God, even 
to the Father. Sing to the Lord with all your strength. He says, remember all his wonders. And I want to stop here for a second and ask each and every one of you here. I know most of you and some of our guests remember his wonders which he has done. Though sometimes says, yeah, he did, he opened he opened the Red Sea and they walked. That's, a, that's for the children of Israel. It was, it was something phenomenal. It never happened in history and I don't think it will ever happen. But for us, 21st century Christians, remember his wonders. Did he do any wonders? Did he do any miracles in your life? Does he still do it on a daily basis? Remember the little things and remember the big things. Remember how many times you thought you're going to go to the doctor and he's going to tell me I'm having a grave situation. And then you come out of the doctor and say, everything is fine. Let me tell you one thing. We might not think of these things, but I call these miracles myself. These are wonders. These are wonders. Few things are more stimulating than to keep remembering what he has already done in our lives. You know why? Because he's faithful. Because he's faithful. How many times? Because of his faithfulness, you were able to do such and such a thing. How many times? Because he is your God, you were able to achieve such and such a thing. How many times you thought that you're not going to make it and you made it? And who brought you today? inside these doors this morning who gave you breath who gave you breath who is you're breathing because God says you breathe think of that he's the giver of life and we should be thankful and we should be singing these wonderful things that he has done in our lives and our natural response what should it be Forgiveness, Lord, you forgave me. Lord, you saved me. His act of mercy, his abundant life that he's given us. Our hearts should resonate with all kinds of gratitude and dedication to his holy name. Every backward glance you have should give you a strength to say, he who's guided me so far, will guide me for the future. These are the wonderful things. I don't know how many wonderful things is done in your life. You sit down and count them. And the hymn writer said, count your and name them one by one. You know, are we because we are forgetful people. We forget. We are, we are quick to whine. We're quick to grumble. We quit to complain. And how slow we are to say, thank you, Lord, for this circumstance. Even if we didn't ask for it, even if we didn't expect it, but it's going to be good for us because he does everything good for them who love the Lord Jesus Christ. Great wonders. Are you singing this morning? Ron, about two weeks ago, he said, did we forget our song? This is the time to remember 
our Lord's song. If truly we are in a foreign land, this is not home. Our home is heaven, and we get there, we're going to sing all together, and then the alto, the soprano, we're all, we, no one is going to be off key, let me tell you that. No one, including me, you know, and we are going to be singing. But if we are going to be singing there, we better start singing here. We better start singing here. I have a story about, I love farmers, okay? I go visit them every, every uh, Saturday. Uh, this is my style. The old man, the Bible, the story says, could not carry a tune in a syrup bucket. But he loved to sing, even if it was off key. And because he would want it always to thank the Lord in his singing. And once he gets involved, the story says he forgot himself. You can tell that he made noise more than songs. But he was singing. So what happened? Four of the more well-known and well-to-do members of the church decided that this old fellow was just too much for the congregation. They appointed themselves as the ones to go and talk to the old man. Listen to this. When they arrived at the old fellow's house, he was in the field plowing with his old mule. Though it was beneath their dignity, they were all dressed with their suits and so on. And they decided finally we will walk through the dust. And they reached the old man there with their fine clothes to talk to him. Brother Jones, they began. We want to talk to you about your singing. Not meaning any offense, but you just cannot sing. We wish you would try not to sing so loud because, frankly, your singing ruins our services. The guy is in the field, you know. Immediately, I took his side, by the way. I'm sorry, the old fellow replied, but it is just that when I look at these old clothes I'm wearing. And then I think of them robes that God has for me. I just cannot help singing. You have, do you have something to sing about? And when I see that old shack over yonder that I live in and realize that it is liable to fall any time, and then I think about the beautiful palace that God has for me. I just have to sing praises to the Lord. Are we with him? So sing. More. You fellers, not fellows, you know. See this old hat I got on? Well, when I see that crown in my mind that God has given me, I just have to yell that wonderful name of Jesus at the top of my lungs. As a matter of fact, he said, would one of you fellers mind holding my mule? What are you talking about? Us holding a mule. 
Yeah, hold the mule. I feel like singing now. <laughs> they left him right there, singing away in the field. And as these four men left the old fellow out there singing, they viewed him in a different light. One said to the rest, you know, his singing is not really all that bad. So sing. Another said, I never really realized how sweet his voice really is. The third said, I just hope that God will allow me to sing in the same group that he sings in. Did he touch these people? He doesn't, he didn't. He sang. And when people come in touch with us and see our spirit, you know, singing is thanksgiving. Praise is thanksgiving. We should sing and shout and thank him with overflowing hearts, with gratitude for such a wonderful life that he has given us. Now, after hearing this, and I promised you 20 minutes, after hearing this, would you, in your heart, say, I am so thankful where I am today in my life. Are you thankful? Are you thankful to be here this morning? How would you like to be in this farmer's shoes? I'd love to be where he is and sing with him. And both of us will just sing off key until forever. And guess what? It will reach the ears of God as the most beautiful song that ever done by any human being. Don't you worry. Sing your testimony. Tell the world about your life. Go and show the world that you, we are a unique nation because Jesus Christ washed us with his blood and changed us. And you know who can sing? Christians can sing. But if someone doesn't have Christ in his heart, there is no song in their hearts. And this morning, I call upon any person who doesn't know Jesus Christ as his or her own savior. You don't have this song that this old man had. You don't have a song of testimony. You don't have a song of joy. You don't have a song of rejoicing. You don't have a word of praise. I ask you, in the name of Jesus Christ, to open your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I want, I want Christianity. I want Christ. I want this joy. And only you can obtain it by taking Jesus Christ as your Savior. And then what? Your life will change. You'll take off on a road that will lead you directly to heaven. And God will give you a new song. Men and women, brother, sister, have we forgotten how to sing? Have we forgotten? May God forbid that we should go out and say, thank you, Lord, for saving our souls, for giving us such a wonderful life. You know, it is a wonderful life. It's not James Stewart and, uh, and company. And the movie that we see around Christmas time, it's a beautiful movie, I like it. But this wasn't a wonderful life. 
It's a wonderful life, the life with Jesus Christ. That's a wonderful life. You have it, go sing and thank God for it. Let's bow our heads for prayers. If I'm speaking to someone who doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior this morning, you can only say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I am a sinner. Save me. Change me. I give you my life. I want to be happy. I want to rejoice. I want this Christianity that Adel spoke about today. I want to be able to say with the psalmist, Oh, give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. And remember his wonderful deeds, which he has done. Maybe you cannot remember the day when you smiled and laughed. Let me tell you, God can change that and give you a beautiful heart, a new heart and a new song so you can sing and thank him for what he's done in your life. And pray this prayer, Lord Jesus, I come to you, change my heart. I give you my life. Give me a new song, a song of salvation, a song of praise to you. And as I pray, you pray also and give him your life. If you have been a Christian and you are, you've gone away from Christ, I ask you, say, Lord Jesus, I come back to you during this Thanksgiving period and I give you my life now and you take me and change me and make me a new man our father we thank you this morning for the song that you have placed in our hearts for the wonderful works that you have done in each and every life here and we thank you that our hearts are rejoicing in the salvation that we have. We have no more to face judgment, but we're going to face a loving Savior. And if there's someone here who's asked you into his heart or her heart, we pray that you take their hearts, wash them by your blood, change them, and give them a wonderful life filled with thanks and joy. Until we meet again with our Savior, Jesus Christ, for in his name has been prayed. Amen. The meeting is over. This is Thanksgiving week. If I don't see you before next Sunday, have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy it. And may the Lord bless you and be with you. And if there's someone who would like to come and talk to me, I'm here waiting.